Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Gabriel Pinchev. He's the CEO at Field Pulse. Gabriel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Gabriel, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, um, my name is Gabriel or Gabe, either one, and uh, I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I've now lived here longer than anywhere, so I call Texas home. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess it's about seven years ago and some change. Um, I started Field Pulse yeah. as a, a little dream of a software company, and uh, now here we are many years later. Um, and uh, growing and continuing to grow and um, and expand into our market. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more about Field Pulse and what you do. Yes. Yeah, so we are software for small service contractors. So think of plumbers, electricians, HVAC, and other kind of field service companies. Um, typically, small companies between one fifty hundred man shops. Um, there's millions of these small businesses that are often um, what people describe as mom and pop or family owned. Um, and uh, they um, are often described as the backbone of our society. Um, and our software is to help them run their business really from start to finish as an all-in-one solution. And uh, that's everything from their scheduling and dispatching to customer management, estimates, invoices, payments, um, a ton of stuff across the board, but it's really to digitize their business, um, give their customers a great experience, uh, and really streamline their operations. Interesting. So would you say one of the biggest issues that your clients and customers have before they start working with Field Pulse is lack of organization um, and needing you know, that software? Would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. Um, a ton of companies are still using pen and paper, and you can imagine all the issues they face with that and the obstacles. Um, and it makes it very difficult to grow and scale. I think you can get away with it as a one-man shop, um, although you can obviously become more efficient, more effective. Mm -hmm. um, but as they start to add team members and grow, it becomes very difficult to operate that way. Um, and that's everything from how do, you, how do I get the jobs dispatched mm -hmm. to my team, mm -hmm. to providing the information they need, status updates, how do I create estimates and invoices, um, the time it takes to do all these things, how they collect payments. Uh, really, if you want to run a streamlined, efficient business, mm -hmm. um, the technology has to be there to support that. Yeah. So you're helping companies scale. Talk to me a little bit about how you were able to scale Field Pulse successfully. Yeah. So in our model, um, we are a startup model that uh, raised funds and investors mm -hmm. to, uh, to ultimately grow. Um, mm -hmm. That's typically how you have to do it in software. It's very difficult to fully bootstrap a software company. Uh, for those that have done it, um, a lot of kudos to them uh, because uh, it's not easy because there's an enormous investment upfront in developing the technology, um, especially in our case, because our technology has to be for the web, but also mobile apps. Um, and so while a traditional technology company on that's doing a software application on the web um, would only need to do maybe a web application. Uh, we would need three teams, one for iOS, one for Android to oh, develop wow. the application. Um, so it often requires funding to get going and then grow. Um, and for us, um, 
we expect and grow very quickly. Um, and so we're continuously reinvesting not only into our product, uh, but our team to serve a large and larger market, um, not only in the US, but also in Canada and Australia, where we have team members as well in Australia. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about scaling the scaling the company successfully, kind of what that looked like for Field Pulse and, you know, what you're doing for other companies as well. How is the economy kind of taking a toll on, you know, what everything is happening right now with, with Field Pulse and also with your clients? Have you seen an impact? Yeah. So um, I think we've seen a little bit of an impact, but we're still growing um, faster than ever. Mm -hmm. And um, especially the last few months, we've actually had definitely an uptick. Um, and I think it depends on the industry in terms of their impact from the economy. And so um, most of our customers are service companies and a lot of them are less impacted by the economy. Um, a lot of them though previously had too much work and couldn't even handle it. So in some of their cases, I think they might be, if they're impacted by the economy, they might be going to more of a, just a manageable load at that point. Um, but the reality is with a lot of HVAC, plumbing, electrical companies, um, is that they are the same ones that were deemed essential during COVID, for example, because of what they do. And so ultimately their demand um, is often still there. One area we do see a bit more of a slowdown would be things around new construction um, and trades that focus more on that. Um, but it also depends on the company. A lot of them focus on one or the other. They'll either focus on doing new construction uh, work where they're relying on new construction happening in order to get that work, mm -hmm. while others that are service focused um, are less impacted because if if uh, your toilet's leaking, people typically will get that fixed. If um, your AC goes out in the summer in 105 degree in, in Texas, uh, people will get that fixed. And so uh, the demand I think has still stayed in that market. Yeah, that's really, and I think you're, you know, you hit the nail on the head um, about talking about kind of like the, 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 the status of the economy and you know how the new construction it has slowed down um but it's good to hear that you know it hasn't affected you know field pulse or anything like that so you know aside from having a solid product that's an app and you know uh, on the web as well what are some of the other ways that you know you're able to have field pulse stand out from its competition yeah so for us specifically um when we look at our market uh there's a lot of players because it's a great market. It's a very large market when we look at it from a business standpoint. Uh, we believe there are millions of these small service businesses um, and many of them are still using pen and paper. But when we get into it and we look at us versus other competitors is that we often have a niche even within our market. So we get a ton of different field service companies um, and I joke that we get everything from like beehive and swarm removal to like something crazy like death cleanup we've even had and seen before. But our core segment is still a, um, a certain aspect where half our customers are HVAC plumbing electrical. Um, and so really catering to your core aspect um, is a part of it. The size company range, whether you play in kind of the very small territory or what we would consider mid-market or kind of large to enterprise. Um, and we play a lot in that mid-size range for us um, and compete there and have the features of functionality and support and experience that really backs that up. Mm -hmm. um, and then ultimately a lot for us comes down to our amazing customer support as a differentiator. Mm -hmm. um, that's the one thing customers consistently talk about 
day in and day out with us and it's all over our reviews is our amazing customer support and that's something that's baked in and part of our model Um, and so we're not the cheapest provider out there by any means um, but we offer an amazing level of support that people not only want but they need Uh, because a lot of times they'll go to another provider and they'll end up having a failed implementation or training Mm -hmm. um, and don't get anywhere and so for those that really value and need it, uh, we're often the right fit for them and, and they're happy to do so. Um, so a lot of it is playing to your market and who you cater towards um, other than creating kind of the best software in general. Yeah, and you talked about making sure it's a right fit. Is there a way for people to kind of work with Field Pulse before committing? Is there, what does the onboarding look like? Yeah, so typically we start with um, a demo so that we can really showcase and cater it to their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a free trial that gives them seven days to try it out. Um, we actually used to let them jump into that immediately, but now we, uh, we try to cater their experience more to them. And so we like to at least talk to them, make sure they, they fit the bill, and then ideally actually show them a demo before they start their own trial. Um, because one thing we found that people just jump into trial, they don't know what they're doing. It's not set up or catered to their business. And so they get lost. Um, and so the first start is, okay, tell me about your company. What do you do? How do you operate? Um, what size team do you have? And we take all those factors. We help cater it more, show you how you would use the product for your business. Because mm-hmm. the one thing we found is that people do things differently. Um, not only the different industries, so not only if you're comparing landscaping to like light remodeling to HVAC to plumbing electrical, but even within the same segment, we could find two HVAC companies that are five-person shops. Um, not only might they be different, but based on their focus, if they're more kind of doing new construction versus repair, replace installs but even the ones that do focus on the same you'll find two that operate completely differently the way they sell the way they quote the way they book their jobs the way they deal with the customer and so um, part of our software is teaching them best practices we've learned over time for the industry but the other reality is we know that people also like to do it their way so we have to be flexible but when they jump into a software and they don't know what they're doing in our software and they want to do it a certain way it can be difficult so now we really try to get them into a demo show them how they would implement their process so that they can really see themselves using it before committing yeah i imagine too you know you mentioned before that the a lot of people are still on pen and paper so it's the trust too that i imagine of being like all right let's give it a shot let's try it out but being you know having one of your field pulse employees able to walk them through that and kind of walk them through the trust the nerves of of, you know branching out and you know trying something new oh definitely i mean it can be scary for a lot of them Um, a lot of times we get businesses who have been running on pen and paper for 20 30 years and it's a big shift And a lot of times we see that shift is actually coming from maybe the son or daughter who will eventually take over the business. And they're saying, hey, I'm now in an operator role and I'm helping run the business and I want to run it digitally because they grew up on their phones. But for a lot of people, it's scary. And so uh, they're making a leap, but we try to make it easier and softer. We say, hey, we're going to start you off with just three of the features, just scheduling, just customer management, just estimates and invoices. Once you get the hang of that, Uh, We'll be working with you and then we'll add another piece. We'll add maintenance agreements or asset management or customer booking portals. And as they get more comfortable, they'll build because it is a it is a scary endeavor for people often the first time, because uh, the reality is a software like Field Pulse 
does do so much for them that it can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. However, if we kept the software just super simple, people would start saying over time, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? So that functionality is a necessary evil. And so the best mm -hmm. plan that we found is that we start them simple with the appetite to grow because we know people will eventually want that. Yeah. Um, and we don't want them to grow us. They want, we want them to grow with us. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an interesting point about having the different sections that you can slowly work you know, people into the system on. Um, that way, again, you're not scaring them, you know, you're allowing them to get a hang of it and it's not overwhelming. So I think that's interesting. So pivoting a little bit, you know, was there, I, I imagine you hear, you know, success stories from your clients who say, you know, this was great. I appreciate the, the platform, kind of how you walked us through everything. Was there a time, and you know, I know being a CEO and, you know, starting your own company, it's a grind every day, but was there a time where you like, you heard a good story or something where you said, all right, I'm onto something, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it here. Yeah, I think um, it takes a while to really get going and uh, to get your first handful of customers and get going. But even then, it's an evolution and our product has evolved in our customer market and everything. Um, but it's when you start seeing companies talk about how it really changed their business and transformed it. I think that's kind of that like light bulb aha moment that you see. Um, and we even see it today with larger companies and that are more sophisticated. Um, and uh, they'll give us a hard time on XYZ that they want. But uh, just yesterday I saw a customer email our support team and said, uh, I know I bother you guys all the time, but just to say, I actually really love you guys and the support you give. And this is, that was a real thing that just came in yesterday. And so seeing people say that they acknowledge that, yeah, they're tough, but at the end of the day, it's make a huge business, a huge impact on their business and they couldn't see it another way. Um, and that's what makes things that we do so powerful and meaningful. And I think that's why people on our team can really buy in um, is because they're selling something very real that helps a very real business and company. These are small family owned companies. This is what is feeding their family. And because of that, our customers take it very seriously. This mm -hmm. is their income. This is their livelihood. This is everything they've built. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that makes a big difference for our team members too. So, um, and not to knock on necessarily other things, but when you're selling something to like very large companies that impact a small area of it, it's not as life altering for your customer as something like what we do. Um, we're taking a business that might even be um, just a dream when they're joining as a one-man shop and figuring out a way. We get a lot of new new customers, new companies that just formed. And for them, it was a dream and we're helping them get there. And so um, it's very real and I think has a huge impact on us that we love seeing uh, that really helps us continue to push forward. Yeah. What were, what would you say are some of your favorite reasons on why you started working kind of in the software development and, you know, with, with the industries you did, was there something that really drew you? Yeah. So um, I've always loved technology and software. I was doing that previously, IT consulting in the mobility group for like mobile applications and software. Um, my father's always been in software for 40 years. And so it kind of came from there, but um what I love about this industry that we serve, um, the service industry, is that it's kind of been an overlooked area. It's kind of been um, 
an area that maybe hasn't had quite the 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 uplifting or fanfare that it deserves um and it's changing the narrative around it is changing people are starting to pay attention to these businesses even more now as businesses and that's what's really exciting for us because at the end of the day the trade and that aspect is what's in their blood right that's what a lot of them grew up doing and that's what they're good at and our focus is really helping them around the business rather than the trade but we're seeing a shift where people are really seeing that these companies are le very legitimate businesses that can really grow scale and make a lot of money ultimately and are not just passion projects for the founder anymore for the owner they're actually um, businesses that have huge impact and we're starting to see it from the attention that private equity is giving to the market they're starting to look and say hey these companies are very legitimate and um, we want to now get into this and we're seeing it more and more private equity buying these companies incubating them putting them together um, i'm not i'm not going to say i'm necessarily a huge fan of that um, but it's it's showing that um, they're getting taken very seriously now while i don't know if they were seen in the same way even 10 20 years ago um, so that part i'm happy to see um, seeing all the consolidation and roll up and kind of um, uh, kind of movement coming in. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that part. Okay, well, yeah, we can cut it. Kind of getting your hands dirty. Is that what you were trying to say? Well, like uh, just that um, now, now it's being kind of uh, hounded over by uh, private equity a bit much as they see the opportunity and are coming in and, and uh, rounding them all up. Um, and it can be a great outcome for the, the families that started these businesses. Um, but, uh, but there is an element of keeping that family owned aspect that we really love with our customers and that makes them different um, and makes it a great customer to serve. Um, so some of that is starting to get gobbled up, but uh, it's a good sign for their business prospects. Um, and that's the part that we are really excited about for them. Do you think that one of the biggest misconceptions in the field is that view on being, you know, not more of like a small shop rather than a business. For, uh, yeah, I think that is a lot of the mentality shift that we're also trying to help uh, move towards is that, hey, um, you grew up in the trade. Um, you know how to do that. You come in you're starting a business though, and you have to know what that means, right? Um, maybe you worked for one previously and you made a living from what they pay you, um, but your, your business is not just owning a job anymore, you're owning a company. What does that look like? And it's a mentality shift. Um, and I think there can be a point to where you're too aggressive, where you lose the roots of what made you a family business, what made you, um, a great company to work for and what makes you happy. Um, but then at the same time, we think there's a great balance where you can um, really grow as a business, make great money doing it, um, but really still look back and be very proud and happy of the team and family and company that you you built together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really, really interesting point. So as we start to, you know, wrap up our conversation, Gabe, is there something that, you know, where people can go to learn more information, see the demo, where would they, where would they go to, to get in contact with Field Pulse? 
Yeah, if you're interested in learning more, you can simply go to fieldpulse.com. Um, so field and then pulse.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or anything like that too, if they ever want to connect. Sweet. Awesome. So Gabe, like I said, as we wrap up this conversation, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with either about Field Pulse, you know, the industry, the, the software, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, no, then it's an exciting time for this industry as I look at it. Um, and I think they're seeing a lot of change. There's a lot of change in regulations and how they operate in the, in the environment and the economy, uh, but it's a very resilient group. And um, I see a lot of strength coming out of this in the last few years. There's a lot of strength during COVID and even during this time. Uh, and uh, I expect it to continue to grow and adapt. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see, you know, Field Pulse continue to grow and adapt as, as these companies evolve and change too. So, yeah. Gabe, I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on Business Ninjas today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.